Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, welcome back to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. It's our random generated question extravaganza at the diner, whatever you want to call it. We're just talking about stuff. And some of these are stupid and some of these are goofy. And some of them have been really, really, really deep and insightful where we've learned a lot about each other and the things that make us tick. But we're going to go into hour two of this awesome conversation. And honestly, like from going forward, this is going to be like the new go to when we need something, when we need to have content. Yeah, right. Like this is going to be the new like the new thing we do. I think we might even start doing this with like our new people when they come on. He'll be like, all right. You really think you want to be a podcaster? We got something for you then, because you're going to answer random questions, asshole. They're not actually assholes, but you know what I mean. You just get charged up. It's I, I do. I do get charged up. <laughs> but guys, let's go around the table real quick and introduce ourselves. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the host of GGR Pirate Radio, uh, co-creator of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Alongside me with this wonderfully awesome random question generator episode is the co-founder of the Great Geek Refuge and the co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is Steve Monick. Random question for you fans. Which episodes do you prefer? Episode one or two? There you go. I don't know how they're going to answer, but hopefully soon. Maybe by leaving a comment on iTunes. Look at that. Look at that. Or on Facebook. Wherever you want to leave your comment. We're cool with that. Or just scream it into the heavens. (laughs) One of us will hear you. If it's on the East Coast, most likely we'll be able to hear you in some way, shape, or form. We've also got our third co-host, the, uh, would, there are four Ninja Turtles. Damn, that's too bad. I was about to make a Ninja Turtle <laughs> reference here. That sucks. Who are there three of? Like, what, what superhero teams are there three of? Three Musketeers. Uh, yeah, Three Musketeers. Uh, so, MC Brooks is the D'Artagnan of our... Well, now you've added the fourth one. <laughs> it's Athos, Porthos, and Air... I can never say the last one because it's French. <laughs> Aramis? Sure. Whatever, Lunsford, with your damn French name. Um, so Three amigos. I like that better. The three amigos. There, there you go. go. He's the third amigo. He is the Chevy Chase, too. I guess that makes me Steve Martin and you're Martin Short. No, you're the taller one, so I'm Martin Short. Son of a bitch. I'll be Chevy Chase. <laughs> uh, I'll take that hit for the team. <laughs> Beastie Boys. Oh, uh, there it is. Not superheroes, but yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty super. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that would make me Mike D. That would make Steve uh, Ad Rock. And Ad then, Rock, yeah. I'll be MCA. Yeah. MCA. MC part. There you go. Well, hey, actually, you hear that? He's actually, got the fun MC fact, part. Yeah. My middle name is Andrew MCA. So you are oh, MCA. MCA. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. And that's not MCA. That's MC Brooks, guys. He's the third amigo <laughs> in this uh, triumvirate of awesomeness that is our podcast. So we're doing the random question generator. Who is up next? Uh, it should be Steve, I believe. So my question is, 
Very interesting. This may get a little political. Who knows? What job won't be replaced by machines or computers anytime soon? Tricky, right? Hookers. <laughs> oh. You don't think there's going to be some kind of robot doing that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there would be, but I don't think they're going to get replaced. Because like it'll be like a preference thing. It'll be like, do you, you want to bang a robot? Sure, go ahead. You want a real human? You, you can have that too. Because like I could see where fast food would get all automated. I could see where a lot of things would be automated. But I feel like human contact is still something that people are going to crave. Interesting. So, all right. So let's say there's a possibility where you have a lady bot and a, and a, and a regular lady. Is that... Which one's exclusively for the really rich people and which one is for people that are slumming it? Like, it's like, uh, all you can afford is a robot or is it like, I can afford a robot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, which one's for the rich people? (laughs) I I feel like it's going to be the, the robot because the robot would be for the rich because, oh, they're, they're too... I can't be seen with people. I can't be touching other people. I need something that's clean and pure and is going to follow my every women command. That's why. Because, you know, if you're just a regular Joe and you need to get your, your rocks off, you're not going to be able to afford, afford a robot. But you can you can get yourself a, a, a classy lady, of course, or a classless lady, whatever you're going for. <laughs> there's a, there's like... a there's an anime about this, if I remember, Craig, if I'm remembering the plot. I mean, of, I mean, of course, course there, there is. is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like the least surprising thing. <laughs> yeah, no shit the Japanese would do some shit like that, right? <laughs> There's an anime about this in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually originally written on... Uh, written on uh, old scrolls from uh, from Japanese warlords in the 13th century. They were thinking about this shit before robots even were a thing. So Interesting. <laughs> See um, then but then I think you're going to get like all right and then you get like what what is it like the uh, whatever like the Walmart version of the robot, you know like <laughs> like we have like the the talk wireless or whatever like with cell phones and everything and then you get your your cheapo version of the Ladybot. <laughs> it has to reboot every like 25 seconds. Yeah, and then like every fifth one catches on fire or whatever. I mean, some, people, some people might be into that though. So. Yeah. You're like, I know a website where you can it's get lit. these directly from the Chinese manufacturer. <laughs> it would be lit in, indeed. There it is. MC, what about you, man? What's what's your what's your uh, take on this? What What are we never going to be able to replace? I th- I think athletes like I I, I think athletes like I'm I'm trying I like I was trying to think if if like, if I could think of a better answer but I have a That's I have, a good I, have one. The, I have the football game on in front of me right now so like it just kind of came to me just now cuz for you know for for all the the criticisms that there are you know surrounding like you know, referees and, and you know, uh, leagues trying to get everything right. I, I still think that there's something, you know, special and magical about seeing, you know, people just, you know, make these unbelievable feats, whether it's like this, you know, half court, long distance shot, whether it's like the, the Marshawn Lynch run, you know, like it's it's, it's, it's part of the, the, the awe that we marvel at is the fact that like it's humans like, 
accomplishing these, these things that like just the, like the sheer willpower and and whatnot is is what ha- is what helped them accomplish like this amazing feat and like i i just don't see i just don't foresee you know like a society where like our athletes are, are replaced by robots in, 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 in a way that it's, that it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Cause e- even with like, cause even with esports, um, even with esports gaining the popularity that it has, like it's, it's like, it's not, I don't, I don't feel like something like that would ever overcome like an actual football game, an actual baseball game, an actual basketball game, you know? So I think athletes, I, I don't think, I think there's always going to be a place for, athletes in our society i can see that that's a great answer i mean like i remember like back in the day they had uh, what was it called like battle bots or whatever like it was literally just robots competing against each other and that fizzled out real fast it was novel but it wasn't sustaining i mean how long have we been watching sports yeah i mean since yeah yeah, forever you know i mean the romans were doing it with the gladiators it's yeah i'm with you on that one man and like that's for people who enjoy sports, that's some that's what is one of the great things to watch is somebody being able to overcome yeah. something like one of one of the things that we all love is like, I mean, I think we can all universally agree that Michael Jordan's flu game is one of the most amazing things ever because we've all been sick as a dog with the flu. But quote, none of us have scored quote, what, like, flu, what was it like? Quote. Yeah, exactly. Flu. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think he was just hung. He was probably just hung over. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. But still, you know, we've all been hungover before. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> if anything, it makes it more impressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's it, it. Is one of the great things about about us, and I think that that's like, I can't speak for the future because I don't know what the future will bring. But like, it, there's a certain amount of humanity that you love. You know, like that you love seeing people do things that you might not be able to do, or finding that extra drive that extra gear like it's it was like when the caps won the the stanley cup like for years they had always been the 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 punching bag the the the, you know the the butt of everybody's joke and then that one magical season they were just like nope they were just on fire and whenever they needed a goal they got one and it was just like it was awesome like dsp Devontae smith pelly does that diving goal to score it was just amazing yeah that that's the example i was going to use like yeah it, it like if those are androids or cyborgs or you know if if that's uh, if if it's non humans playing that like if Washington wins like oh, it's cool to see yeah of course but it but it, it it means something more when you can look at a, a DSP and be like this guy was just a guy during the regular season that ended up being vital to this championship run you know looking at a guy like Ovi who had accomplished everything else there was to accomplish and to see like the joy on his face when like he's able to, to hoist the trophy up like it, it it means something to us you know yeah him him calling out to, to backstrom backy backy like for him <laughs> to come pick up the, the the cup from him was just yeah it was the, those guys had been through it all together and they finally got to the top of the mountain and yeah. um yeah it was awesome and I'm I'm totally with you, Steve. You didn't give us an answer, man. Which what do you think is never going to be replaced? Um, so it kind of in the same vein as you guys, it's like that human connection part of it. Um, like a job, like people that are like speakers. So like you know, pastors, motivational speakers, 
um, you know, people like who are back to sports, people who do analysis and color commentary, like the whole point of their job is the human connection and expressing things and motivating people and teaching them things where you maybe could get information from a, a, a robot or a computer. But I don't know if you would necessarily get motivated by one. You wouldn't, you know, like we were just talking in the last episode about like losing a tremendous amount of weight. You know, you hear a very inspiring motivation from someone who's accomplished a goal that you're looking to accomplish versus a robot saying this is the optimal number of calories to lose. Like it's it loses something. Um, so I think that's probably something that's going to stay for quite some time. I, I absolutely agree on like especially when it, when you said it's like speakers and announcers like I, I agree 110 percent like one of one of my favorite things to do and like I, I look at YouTube videos of these all the time like I just love hearing like the announcers go off whenever like just something epic or great happens like yeah. with, like whether it's a pick or a shot or a home run like I I love love hearing announcers like just lose all their shit when when something great happens. Like, I, I hate announcers who keep their cool. Like, no, like, get excited because what you saw was just awesome. And, like, yeah. you can't replace that. You're watching history, pal. Go crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, when, 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 John, when John Walton was announcing that the Caps won the Stanley Cup, you heard his voice break. He was like, he was like, they're Stanley Cup champions. Like, he sounded like Marty McFly. Like, it was, <laughs> it was awesome because he was so emotional. And, like, even it, it was, yeah, that, that, that is because I was listening to, I love why because I can't watch the current in, incarnation of of the NFL because it just sickens me, but I love watching old football footage and like it was the Cowboys 49ers NFC Championship game from like '95 when the 49ers won, and it's Madden and Pat Summerall calling it, and those two I still think to this day are like the best duo because Madden was just over the top. Did you see what he did here? Boom, he did this. And then he spun and da, 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 da. and Summerall was just just cold and calculating it. This is the facts. This is what it is. And his voice would raise just a little bit when something exciting happened. But like he knew he knew his role was the play by play and let Madden just run with it. And like when the Patriots beat the uh Rams and the Super Bowl and Brady marches them down that field for that amazing drive to score the game winning uh, field goal. Like Summerall is just like, so like just by the book, Brady marching them down the field. And then like, you can hear his voice go and the Patriots win. Like it was, it's little, it's subtle if you, if you've never listened to him before, but like, that's what I miss about that. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying about an MC too, but I feel like what's the guy's name? Um, he, he worked for CBS. He was a March Madness guy for a while, but he was also a football guy. And they used him in a, in a Madden game. And Gus Johnson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gus Johnson is, is everything that we just described times 11. Like, he's so over the top that it's just, like, obnoxious. And it's like, Gus, man, come on. There's no way you can be that, that excited. <laughs> like, there's no way you can be that excited about Iona beating Drexel in a, in a basketball game, man. Come on. Uh, like, depends on how much money you put down, pal. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, like, I know there's, like, robots out there right now that can write movie scripts. They can write symphonies. They can create pieces of art. But I don't know if it's the same. You know, and, and maybe maybe to make art, though, personally, that's just yeah. my opinion. Like, because what is a what is a robot really doing to create that art? Like, why is it expressing itself? Because it was programmed to. So, like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's 
that's my answer. And I think ours were all kind of right around each other. Like, yeah, robots, you can do the stuff no one wants to do, and it's hard to do. And maybe we only get a sense of satisfaction because we went from not having it done to now it's done. But the stuff that actually is like human interactivity and connection, I don't think that'll ever go away. Well, I definitely balanced the equation, though, because I had the deep, meaningful statement in the first episode. And then the first question you ask in the second episode, I'm like, hookers. And you guys, <laughs> are, like, <laughs> you guys are like athletes and like, you know, like motivational speakers. And I'm like, sluts. Those I can't replace those. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, your answer's not wrong. That probably yeah. always will be around as yeah. well. I mean, they call it the world's oldest profession for oh, a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, MC, you are up on the random question generator. All right. We're going in a whole other direction here. Okay. What would be the hat to end all hats? And would you wear what what could you wear on your head that will make people stop what they're doing and stare in awe and amazement? Wow. What the hell? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the hat to end all hats. The hat to end all hats. I mean it would have to be like a machine you could wear on your head that makes hats right yeah <laughs> and then like as people came by you know they would stop and stare because they're waiting in line for you to hand out this hat generating hat it's like a, it's yeah. like a meta hat yeah. <laughs> it's like the never-ending like, hat you know you just keep passing them out like yeah. have you guys seen the key and peel skit that's like basically this where it's like they're always like they're, they're, they're friends, but whenever they come around uh, the other, they always have, like, the newest, trendiest hat, and it gets to the point where it's like, oh, okay, so you you got the, the brand new hat with the tag still on it. Cool. I got the hat that's perfectly encased in glass on top of my head. How about that? <laughs> and then the next one's like, oh, well, I have my hat getting printed by the, you know, worker from some poor country doing it on top of my head how about that it's just it's so it just gets to be super ridiculous i think the hat to end all hat i'm gonna go in the exact opposite direction it's going to be a hat that is like scientifically like it's there but you can't see it but like he'll have proof he'll be like here look i want you to look through this spectromic analysis uh, and you can see that there is actually a hat there but because it absorbs all light it's like nothing's there at all and you can see my hair underneath of it but here and he like takes the hat off and you can hand it to somebody and they're like oh, wow it's the most technologically advanced hat it's so advanced that it's not even there it's not a hat like that sort of thing. You remember like the, that story from when we were kids that the emperor's new clothes and it just, he's walking around naked. It's oh, going to yeah. be that <laughs> like new era is going to, is going to invent a, a, an invisible hat. That's not actually there. And it's basically just going to be a test of like how you can like dupe your friends into agreeing with or disagreeing with your, like your plot. You know how like some people would do that. And like, I'm trying to think of like an example where you would play like a joke and people would be like in on it, like that sort of thing, just to trick other people. It would be the same kind of thing. Like something like that, or like a microscopic hat. It'd be like the only way you can see it is with this electron microscope. Like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, how would that make people stop what they're doing and stare in amazement? I would think so. Yeah, because you would have to. People would literally have to stop to get underneath the electron microscope to see your near microscopic hat. 
Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Or we were, we went with this again, you know, the, the American of the 21st century, the fat asshole, like it's going to be like a, a hat that has like a full day's meal in it, like compartments. <laughs> so it's like the back half of the hat has like a milkshake in it. The front half, like you, you know how like a hat's like divided into like those, those compartments, like where, yeah, if you're looking at it, it's like almost like, like in four pieces. Like you open up each one and it's like, uh, um, if you've ever been to like, I think they're called automats where it's kind of like a cafeteria, but you just open the little door and you pull out the little thing that you want. They, they're, they were big in New York city for a long time. Like, do, do, does this ring a bell at all? Or, or am I just, uh, I'm Googling now. Cause I'm, I don't think, I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to think if that's what it's called. Yeah, an automat. Yeah, an automat yep. is a fast food restaurant where simple foods and drinks are served by vending machines. So it would be like that. Oh, but it would, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've yeah. never known the name for these. I've seen yeah. these before. Yeah, it would be like that, only it's a hat. So instead of the automat, <laughs> it would be the auto hat. So <laughs> The auto hat. There you go. There you go. Just trademark that. There you go. <laughs> get ahead of that just, trademark just like, that. The just auto like hat. that and that and lint brisket those are my yeah. two my two contributions to society i'm gonna make us rich off of those two things alone i'm telling you fred durst if you're listening out there man we're, you're missing out on a gold mine brother we could open up a barbecue restaurant and then we could also sell them to everybody so that you could have like you know how like white castle sells the frozen hamburgers we could sell lint brisket automats auto hats i'm it, i'm telling you we're sitting on a gold mine here. My answer is kind of similar. It was actually going to be something kind of similar to, to like yours. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would have to be something with like a like a display on it, like yeah. almost like a like a billboard, or maybe like a, like a TV of some sort. It was just always I I, I don't know. Hat to end all hats. Like, yeah. like I feel I feel like it would just have to be something that would just like automatically just like make people look at it but like not something that would cause people like epilepsy or something just <laughs> <laughs> i think that um you know how in uh in captain marvel she could change the color of her suit just by like the inputs on her wrist gauntlet i think that's the next thing in hats where it's like an interchangeable hat where it's like oh, i can definitely see that yeah because there was a there was a minute there where what they were doing was like i can't remember it might have been logo athletic when because I, I used to be a huge collector of like sports jerseys, right? And for certain teams, they they were putting out reversible jerseys where it was like the home jersey, and then you could turn it inside out and it was the away jersey. And oh, I remember those. I used yeah. to have a wizards one. Yeah, that's kind of cool, man. Like I, I think that they could do something like that for for hats where it's like, oh hey, you're you're a Yankees fan, but like you also want to you're you're going to a Rangers game later that night just you know you make twist the little thing on the top you know the little top of the hat where it has like the little button thing you just twist it and it like turn it like moves the uh, oh, yeah. the front panel over so it turns into a Rangers hat <laughs> yeah just change the settings oh yeah exactly yeah that would be dope dude like i'm i feel like you could do that too like it's it's just you just have like you twist a little thing and it spins it yeah that would be see we're yeah. we're coming up with all these genius ideas yeah. man like, don't put this episode up until we trademark this. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> none of you, none of you motherfuckers, better steal our ideas. We'll know it was you. <laughs> I used to have a pretty comprehensive hat collection too when I was younger. Like, I had a lot of different teams, and like, as I got older, I started like getting rid of a lot of them because it was like, why am I, why am I going to represent a team that I'm not even a fan of? But like, some of them were just really cool looking, like. 
there would be like minor league baseball teams that had like cool logos and shit like that. I would get those or like, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that I had. Uh, like the the Charlotte Hornets, that's always like my go-to because when they came into the league, it was the first time that we really saw like a new team with like innovative colors and like, oh yeah, yeah, and like I think I feel like everybody was a Charlotte Hornets fan when they first came into the league. It was just cool. I mean, it, it, like you just kind of never really saw like the the purple and the what is it turquoise? Yeah, kinda? purple and turquoise. Yeah, yeah, like that that color combination, and then like seeing it together, and it's like wow, that is just like. It's just, that is flames. <laughs> just putting those two together. Yeah. And I say this as I stare at my own Charlotte Hornets hat. And I'm not a Hornets fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, it just it just looks cool. I just this will kind of be like an offshoot for us to talk about since we're both DC guys. There was a time where like I was not a big DC sports fan because they were so embarrassing. So like yeah, when the when the football team got to be really really bad in the, in the early to mid 90s, like I started rooting for the Patriots. Yeah. Until, you know, until, <laughs> no, yeah. Until forever. But like I started rooting for the Patriots because they had just drafted Bledsoe. They had a cool new uniform and like they became my team. So I was rooting for them. And before that, I was never really a, a bullets fan just because, you know, they suck, but also like whatever. And then all of a sudden the Charlotte Hornets come along and they have these dope ass uniforms. And I'm like, I got to root for these dudes. And then they had Larry Johnson. They had Muggsy Bugs. They had Del Curry. They had, um, they had Alonzo Mourning. They were just this awesome young up and coming team. And they were just really cool to follow. And like, I had a lot of teams like that, that I, that I became fans of just because like I was looking, I was so, so in love with sports that I was just looking for anything different. And like, the Orioles started to get really, really bad. So I started rooting for other baseball teams. Like I was an Astros fan for a minute. Like, yeah, I was a Philly. I was a Phillies fan for a while. Cause like Ooh. I have a lot of cousins that are from Philly. And when the Phillies went to the world series, I got to go up there and see one of the games. So like th- I've always rooted for them, even, even though like now, cause I'm a Nats fan, like I can't really root for them, but like, <laughs> It's still like one of those things where like when the when the Nats first came to town and the Phillies like won that World Series, I was rooting for the Phillies. I still have a Philly hoodie uh, here in my in my closet. It's funny because I kind of have the same thing like skins were were bad for so long. Like I I started rooting for the Titans. Yeah, because I I really I love their color scheme. Like I I love the two tone blue with the red. I loved it. And I was also was like a, a really huge Steve McNair fan. Oh, like yeah. he, he was my favorite quarterback for a really long time when I was younger. Yeah. So it was it was super easy. Like I, I used to own the McNair jersey, too. I really yeah. wish I had known what, what, what happened to it. Um, but <laughs> I, it was same thing. I started rooting for the uh, like the Red Sox for a bit because I like I, li- I liked underdog stories and I'd heard yeah. about oh they haven't won since like before my parents were born. So. Yeah, dude, same. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I rooted for the Red Sox hardcore. Like that that two thousand four two thousand five season oh, when they so when great. they came back from the Yankees. Yeah, because I was actually doing army stuff when that happened, and most of the guys I was with were all Yankees fans, and it was like me and one dude who was actually from Boston. We were rooting for the Red Sox, and like just watching them come back and win that series, and then win the World Series was just incredible. But yeah, yeah, like I was, I was a huge Red Sox and Patriots fan for a while there. And like even the Capitals, like I've loved them since I was a little kid, but I kind of stopped following them there for a little bit in the middle um, between eras. And I, I was rooting for the Colorado Avalanche for a while because like I went out to Denver to visit my uncle 
when I was a kid, the first year that they came into existence and like, I fell in love with that team. I got, a, I, got a, I had gotten a t-shirt and then as they started getting really, really good and got into the playoffs, I asked my dad if he would buy me a jersey. And it was the first hockey jersey that I ever, like a real hockey jersey. And I was a big Avalanche fan for a long time. In fact, I still have that jersey hanging in my closet. There's no way it fits my fat ass now. But like, <laughs> I had that in middle school. I got that in the eighth grade, man. And yeah, like it, it wasn't until recently that I kind of like dropped all my allegiances to other teams. And now I'm like, I'm strictly DC. It's like, if you're not from, if you're not my hometown team, then I'm not rooting for you kind of thing, except for like in certain circumstances, like when Steve comes back, we'll talk about it a little bit, but like there was that amazing story, um, in the European premier league where Leicester city was like the ultimate underdog and they ended up winning the premier league championship. And like, we were both like rooting for them because we were watching the, we were watching one of the games at Steve's house, like after his uh, bachelor party, like we were, we were like, go foxes. Wait, that's your name, right? It's the foxes. Yeah. Okay. Go foxes. Like, yeah. But the thing is, I think, I think a lot of people, I mean, I think a lot of sports fans do it. Yeah. We just, we, we don't like uh, uh, people won't own up to it, but it's like, if you're watching a game, like right now, I'm just looking at this random preseason game. Tampa and Pittsburgh, and I, I have no allegiances to either team in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But, you know, like, just looking at it, like, we all will watch a game like this and be like, you know what, it'd be cool if, you know, if Tampa won this game. And so you, like, low-key kind of find yourself kind of rooting for them, even though you have no particular alliance to them. You know, like, yeah. you do it, like, when the finals comes around. Like, oh, I don't really care about Golden State or Cleveland, but you know what? I hope Cleveland wins. Like, yeah, we do this all the time. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's like sure. a temporary. It's just like a temporary allegiance because yeah. either it's a great story or there's people on there's people on the team that you that you like. Oh yeah, like it's like I've I've mentioned before. Like Stefan Diggs is a family friend of ours, so like oh, I'm not a Vikings that, fan yeah. at all. But like my mom will root for like root for Stefan and his teammates to to do well as long well, as long as they're not playing Washington. But yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. I um. I did the same thing with, um, oh, I just lost it. Damn. Um, I was trying, we were talking about rooting for teams. Uh, why did I just forget what I was going to say? Oh yeah. Um, teams that you like, like for players, like when the bucks changed their uniforms, like remember they went from like the, the creamsicles to the, the dark red and the, like the pewter helmets, like Mike Allstott was the just the man like he just ran over everyone and i was like this is the dude like this is the guy that and and i went out and bought an all-star jersey and i was never like i would never say i was a bucks fan but like yeah i rooted for him and like all-star was the man but like i still, I still hate mike all-star do you really oh because of that touchdown yeah, like, the, yeah no no the the non two-point conversion conversion i remember that yeah i mean you can't hate, hate him for that it wasn't his fault like i mean i see what you're saying though but like yeah. I rooted for him like Mark Brunel when he was a, oh, yeah. when he was a Jaguar. I rooted for him because like I still remember when they first came into the league and like Steve Berline was their starting quarterback and he was just hot garbage. So they benched him for Brunel and Brunel was like he was running everywhere. He like was diving head first. He was he's a lefty, which I'm a left handed uh, thrower, too. So I always thought that was cool. But like, yeah, and I got a Mark Brunel jersey one year for Christmas. That was that was the first Christmas present my stepmom bought me after my parents divorced. And that was really cool that like I wanted she got me a, fo a football jersey. I thought that was dope. Um, that I like Steve Young. I rooted for him, too, because he was left handed. But also like 
I just I thought his story was really unique because it was like he had to follow a legend, basically. And he was up to the task. He, he won them the Super Bowl. He was like the best quarterback in the league for a few years. Like, yeah, I, I had such a crazy collection of jerseys for a while there. I had like, God, I had a ton of teams, but never, ever, ever did I own a Giants, an Eagles or a Cowboys jersey ever. Same. <laughs> I had Same all here. sorts of other teams. Yeah. Same here. My dad, my dad is actually from Philly. So like, I've always yeah. had Eagles gear in the house, unfortunately. Or just Philly gear in the house, and you know I've always had to hear. I've always had to hear, and then I, I went to school in in Philly territory, oh, even yeah. though Del, even there, uh, even though Delaware is, you know, not like they don't have a professional team. Depending on the county that you're in, yeah, uh, you you know they have they have different alliances. So like where I was, where my school was, and where I lived was uh, Pittsburgh and Eagles territory, as well as Phillies. Like just basically all the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh teams, like couple, a uh, couple counties over, I would have found the DC Baltimore uh, fans. But where I was 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 that. So, but so I've always been around it, and like my mom, my mom will do that. Like she will also root for Philly teams if DC teams are not winning or not in it. Yeah, but not not me, not I. <laughs> well, kind of go off on a side tangent here for a second. Like, let me. <laughs> I can't stand... Oh, I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, Double Bird Lunsford. Let's do one of these. Here we go. Okay, so DC fans. Guys, I love you. You're great. You're my people. Stop shitting on the city of Philadelphia. Right now. Fucking stop it. You can shit on the sports team. You can shit on the fans. But saying that, like, oh, that city is a cesspool and it's disgusting and it's gross and it's awful. It's the worst place on the face of the planet. First off, if you're saying that, you've never been. Secondly, nope. you're probably lying because that is one of the coolest goddamn cities on the face of the planet. It is one of the oldest cities on the East Coast. Like, obviously, there's, like, you know, St. Augustine, which is found in, like, the 1500s. But I'm talking about, like, an American city strictly. It was the first capital of the United States. There's so much history there. The our architecture is just amazing. There's thousands of museums and things to do. It's a beautiful area. Like, just like I get that you don't like Philly sports teams, but fucking knock it off. You can you can like something, you can like aspects of a city and still dislike their sports team. It's okay. Like, it's not like, it's not like cap, it's not like the Washington Capitals are like an entity. And if they hear you saying good things about Philadelphia, they're going to be sad. Like, just fucking get over it. Like, the, the, they have one of the most delicious sandwiches on the face of the planet, the Philly cheesesteak. Absolutely. You can get them in other places, but it started there and you can get it's the not, best one. Like, from what I've been told, like, I think anyone who's ever had one knows that it's not the same. No. Like, you can get stuff that has the name, but it's yeah. not the same. No, it, and it never and it never is. And like a, a pretzel from Philadelphia is, is, oh, is equally yes. amazing. Like if you go to what's called Reading Terminal Market, they have all of these different vendors who do all these amazing things. Philly is an awesome city. Absolutely. And like for you to for, for anybody, for any sports fan to shit on a city just because you don't like their sports team, it just makes you an asshole. It's the same thing with Pittsburgh. I don't like Pittsburgh sports teams. In fact, the Penguins are my least favorite sports team on the face of the planet. But you want to know it's an awesome city? Fucking Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has got some awesome shit. Like, their stadiums are gorgeous, by the way. Like, PNC Park where the Pirates play, that is probably one of the most picturesque venues I've ever been to. 
It's like right there on the river. You've got these bridges crossing like right behind left field. You've got like these the amazing city like right there is a backdrop like that's how, how can you shit on that just because you don't like the sports teams like it just it just makes you like I said it makes you look like an asshole man and like same thing with New York man don't like the sports oh, yeah. team but New York is an amazing city. Oh yeah. I, I agree 110%, especially on the Philly tip. Like, Philly is one of my favorite places to go. And I go a couple times every year. Like, me and my family, we go we go do shopping up there because, the you know, no sales tax and, like, yeah. the deals are infinitely better. But, like, I've, I've, spent a lot, I've spent a lot of time in Philly, you know, in, in, like, my entire life. I used to spend summers there when I was a kid. I've gone there a ton of times as an adult. Um, I was just up there for Roots Picnic two months ago. Nice. Um, I've, I've been up there to go to Amalgam Comics, which is, you know, really incredible uh, comic space. I've, I've gone up there to take pictures, just walk around. Like, I love Philadelphia. Like, I, I literally considered moving there at one point uh, after college. Like, regardless of how you feel about the sports teams. I mean, yeah. like you said, Mike, like, like the, the Franklin Institute, like anyone who's been to the Franklin Institute should know, like, there's nothing else like it. Like you can't, you can't shit on that place. Yeah. Yeah. And like the place is amazing. I remember being a little kid and there's like a giant sized human heart that you yep. can walk through. Yeah. That yep. was like the coolest shit. They had this thing. Okay. So Jax was like maybe three or four and we took him to this thing called the please touch museum. And it's just, it's this interactive museum for kids and you get to touch everything. And there's like a, play mcdonald's downstairs where there's like the fake mcdonald's fries and the burgers and all this and you can pretend like you work there and there's a shoe store you can pretend you work there too and like just everything was interactive and it was just such a cool thing and again like it just it blows my mind that people can't get outside of their own stupid biases especially because most of the time it's about sports mm-hmm. like do you do you really think like on the flip side I said it's not, you're not gonna hurt the capital's feelings, but do you really think like the sports city collective as a whole is gonna like like disown you because of that? Like when they're gonna just for shame, how dare you say anything good about it? No, because most of those guys, I hate to break it to you, man. If the Caps go to Philly and whether they win or lose, guess what they do? They go out and they party and they drink and they have really awesome food in the yeah. cities because they a can lot all of them, appreciate and, it. And a lot of them are gonna be partying with guys that they're friends with on that opposite uh, that uh, opposing team yeah like that that it's not surprising a lot of those, a lot of those guys are, are friends off the ice off the field off the court they're the ones who are taking them to the all the cool dope spots in the in the city that they're unfamiliar with yeah like yeah it, I mean, really, it just, really is silly yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that's just the thing that like I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of fans in general have to just understand just like like as, as much as like as much as we did as we dislike like uh, Giants fans or or any any New York person, a lot of those guys are gonna like the 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 hatred is 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 fabricated. It's fan, yeah. it's really fans only. You know, like a lot of those players, unless they have like a personal reason to really dislike the opposing team, like it's it's never that serious. Yeah, I mean, like, perfect example. Said, said's a New York fan. Like, we it doesn't make him a bad person. We like him. He's good people. You know, like it's, it just it's silly. The the whole thing is just utter nonsense. And that actually raises a really interesting question. If you could live in any other city, I mean, you already mentioned Philly would be one of them. 
Are there any other cities that you've that you visited, or maybe you've never even visited? You'd be like, I would love to live in this place. Uh, well, Philly, abs- Philly is absolutely, uh, absolutely like number one. Like e- even now, like I've, I've, I've considered like, huh, wonder if I, I wonder what it'd be like if I, you know, made that, made that transition up there, just because I, there's so much for me to love about being up there. Um, believe it or not, and I, I, I feel like I may get a side eye for this, but I wouldn't mind living in Baltimore been to baltimore a ton yeah. been to Balt. i've been to baltimore a ton like i know we we make fun of it of baltimore a lot <laughs> yeah but it's because it, it's it's like the little brother you're allowed to make fun of it but other people aren't and yeah i i still love baltimore i make fun of it all the time yeah but yeah like i i we used to go up there all the time to see orioles games when i was a kid like it's still a really cool place and there's yeah. a lot like the suburbs around there and stuff are super nice there's a lot of really nice houses up there like it's not it's not as awful as people are making it out to be Absolutely. And you're right. We can make fun of it only because we're the, we're, we're the, we're like the older brother <laughs> Yeah, basically. But, um, I, I would, I could definitely live either those places. Um, like part of me, like, I, I don't know if I could live in LA, but I feel like I could make, I could take like extended stays in LA. <laughs> yeah. I would have to be rich first though. Cause it's I, expensive. As well, shit to live yeah. Here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would definitely be I would definitely be living like my my uncle lives out there. Like I would be staying with him because yeah. he has money. <laughs> <laughs> that LA yeah. that LA traffic is is atrocious though. So like is it that yeah. that 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 makes that will make me completely second guess it. But Baltimore and Philly are are definitely definitely it. Um maybe New York. I guess it might it might depend on like where where in New York. I've been, I spent, I spent, I spent a pretty good time in Brooklyn. So like, I'm kind of familiar with Brooklyn. So I I might be okay up there, but like Manhattan would be a no go. Uh, yeah, I I think that's about it for me. I could do New York, man, just because like my mom and my grandmother were from there. So I could, I could dig New York for sure. I don't really have any Brooklyn, the Bronx. I mean, like, cause like I've seen so many things about all these different places that like, I wouldn't mind living in any of them, you know, like I think it would be cool. <laughs> and the one that I've never been to that I think would be really, really cool. And it's maybe just because I'm a huge Nirvana fan and like a nineties music, like nerd is I think Seattle would be dope. I've heard nothing, but I have a friend who just moved there and she, she loves yeah. it. She, she moved there from California and she, she loves it. I it just it looks like it's cool. It looks like it's got a really awesome scene. I've heard that the weather's kind of weird and like the whole like oh it always rains in Seattle. That's not actually true. So I, I found this out and this was interesting. So e- here in on the East Coast, especially like in the Mid Atlantic where we live, it rains more here than it does there. But the reason why it it quote unquote rains in Seattle all the time is because of the way that it it does it. So it, they're essentially like that area is almost like a desert in a way. What will happen is, is they'll go months with no rain and it'll just be it'll be bright and sunny and the weather's nice. It doesn't get super hot there either. But then on the flip side, what will happen is, is it'll get overcast and gray and misty for like three straight months. So if you're somebody that is affected by the weather when it comes to like depression and stuff like that, they say the Seattle's awful for that because it'll be like the sun won't show up for like two months. And you're just like, oh, God, this is so depressing. So that that's kind of the the one of the the drawbacks but like i mean i I see the food scene is is crazy the music scene is awesome like you're close to canada i've always wanted to go to vancouver like it it's one of those cities that just kind of calls to me but i'll tell you man another one new orleans 
dude, I went oh, there. Yes. For, yeah. I've, I was only, I've only been there for like a few hours, but like, it was awesome. And I just, I want to go back so bad. Like it was such a cool city. I've not, that, I've, I've never been, but it's, it's on my list of places that like New Orleans and Chicago are, are like two cities, two major cities that I've yet to go to, but I've, I've always just been really intrigued by them. And that, like, I would, I would love to visit one day. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely want to go back. There were so many cool things there. Um, as far as like local, yeah, Philly for sure, dude. I could totally live there. Um, for a while, I was really anti North Carolina. I didn't want to live anywhere in that state. But like, I, I hear so, I, there's so many people that move down there, and it's cheap to live there. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I feel like if I'm going to move south, I might as well just go to Florida. You know, like yeah, <laughs> might, might as might as well be where it's 80 degrees. It never gets below 80 degrees. And like you can be go to the ocean or to the Gulf of Mexico on a whim. Like I. Yeah, I would be I would be totally down with that. Yeah, I love Florida. I haven't been to Florida in years, but uh, all my memories of being down there are fond. I I would. Yeah, Yeah. I could definitely see myself being there. Yeah. From the random question generator. Um, This one's fun, actually. Uh, MC, what's the worst thing you ate from a fast food restaurant? (laughs) Well, so wait, wait. I need I need clarification. Is it like just the worst tasting food that I've had, or what's the I'm the interpreting worst, it I as guess like the, the worst the, version of something that I've yeah, had, like the grossest shit you've ever had from a fast food restaurant, where you're like, "All right, uh, let me try this thing." You try it, and you're like, "Fuck, I wish I didn't do that." That that's the way I'm interpreting it. That, oh man, um. worst 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 food thing the worst fast food thing yeah ah hmm. this is gonna Here. um i'll hmm. i'll start you off so there was this store in uh woodbridge when i was growing up uh called incredible universe and what it was is it was a imagine a best buy and a barnes and noble had a baby and it was just all mashed together, right? It was one big store, but it was like five stores within, right? So there was like a bookstore. There were there was a, a music store. You could buy electronics. There was a uh, there was a McDonald's there, right? And the McDonald's that was there had a McPizza. And I was like, McDonald's? I like McDonald's. Pizza? I like pizza. How could this go wrong? The answer to that question is horribly. It could go horribly, horribly wrong. It was the worst shit that I've ever tasted in my life because imagine like an English muffin pizza only worse. Like the tomato sauce tasted like ketchup. It was just a fucking grossest thing. And like for a a, a teenage boy to be like, ew, this is gross. I don't want to eat that. That should tell you how fucking bad that was because I was like, fuck this. And I threw it away. I was like, this is, this is nasty. And I'll never forget that. It was the grossest shit that I've ever had. I was... I don't know if they did it wrong or something, but like if that's the way it was supposed to taste, like what the fuck McDonald's. That's not, ugh. yeah. Ah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, uh, that, uh, no part. Of, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There, there, nothing, nothing sounds good about that. Right. Like. Not at all. Just, I mean, it, <laughs> it, I mean, that just kind of has me thinking about like all of the various experiments McDonald's has had over the years. Yeah. The McPizza, the McRib yeah. that for some reason is still like super popular. It's so weird too because like I feel like with like Jax for instance, like he wants to try one, and I feel like I can't 
tell him no. He has to at least have one, you know, because it's not like they're great. They're kind of gross, but like you just need to have one in your life just to be like, okay, so I've had one kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but those are pretty gross, though. I mean, you but you've been vegetarian for like forever, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So So you, you never would have had an actual McRib at any point. No, I've just, I've, <laughs> I just, I just like seeing like how hype people get, like when, like when it, like when it comes out, yeah, or like when McDonald's is like just decides to bring it back, yeah, and then it's like, it was like, oh my god, the McRib is back, and then like they play like the the cheesy jingle and yeah, all this other stuff. It is, it is kind of, it is kind of goofy, like the cult around the McRib. Um, I'm reading about this one too. So there's this thing, and Jax was talking about it too, because Jax watches all these YouTube videos about like. Um, and these are weird food things that these different restaurants have had. Right. And he was telling me about it. We were making a joke that it sounded like, like a condition you get after you go to Taco Bell. Um, but they had a burger and it was called the bell beefer. And we just joked that it was called the bell beefer. beefer. (laughs) And it just sounds like a condition you have. You're like, Oh, what's wrong? Oh, I got the bell beefers. Um, it was essentially like a, like a sloppy Joe, but it was taco meat on a bun. And it says, um, it says the taco franchise famous for its stink outside the bun campaign discontinued the bell beefer in the eighties, but not before it developed a loyal group of fans. Some of whom are still demanding the sandwich return to taco bell menus. It, it, it literally looks like it looks like a hamburger, but it's just taco meat with cheese and it looks like sauce and lettuce. It's, it's the weirdest. I don't know why anybody would want that. You could just have a taco instead. Like, I, I don't, I don't, why would anybody yeah. want that? Yeah. I just I, I just googled it and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> why why would anybody eat this? I'm reading some of these others. Introduced in 1985, the Priazzo was a deep dish pizza made with two crusts and layer of layers of cheese sauce and a smattering of pork toppings. This was made by Pizza Hut. The company spent $15 million on the ad campaign for the Priazzo and fearlessly predicted the Chicago-style pie would bring in $250 million in sales. As it turned out, the pizza took too long to make and failed as customers weren't willing to wait around for what was supposed to be fast food. The pizza didn't meet expectations and was pulled a few years later. <laughs> I'm just reading through some of these other... Apparently, McDonald's had spaghetti, too. Mixed spaghetti. Yeah, I, I, I saw that when I was like, yeah. when I was Googling a few moments ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't remember that. And I'm I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I will say like I mean they weren't disgusting, but I will say like I feel like I'm one of like five people that remembers when McDonald's sold mozzarella sticks for like a month yeah. or so. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Like they weren't anything like I enjoyed them. I thought I thought they were and they literally only did it because Burger King had done the exact same thing. Yeah. And I, I liked it. The thing like I just like it's just like mozzarella sticks. I feel like it's just a, a hard sell, like for yeah. fast food. Yeah. Like, I know Arby's does it, but they're. I mean, they're not. They're not. It's not like they're good. No, they're from experience. They are not. Um, they are just okay. They. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it's. 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 Ugh, God. I just. I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I've had that have just been gross. That's the thing. Is like for the most part, like if it was horrible, I kind of just strike it from my my memory for the most right. part. Right. That's why I'm like. Yeah. That's like that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of right now, and I'm like, 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 <laughs> like Seven Eleven food is already like like nobody goes into it thinking that it's good, but I'm like, 
like you could just pick anything from like their hot bar and it would <laughs> it, it would it it, it fits <laughs> the fucking go-go taquitos yeah oh uh, yeah taquitos uh I've, I've i've unfortunately had their potato wedges yeah had their like their potato wedges like they taste like something that like like a kid would make with their easy bake <laughs> it's it just i'm like i'm not sure i'm not yeah. sure what these are supposed like what these are supposed to be yeah i've had their tater tots yeah. I've had their mozzarella i've had their mozzarella steaks i've had their pizza now now if you're like you know wasted three in the morning yeah literally nothing else is open and it's fresh out of the oven yeah Pizza might not be the worst thing in the world, the, but literally any yeah. other time it is. Yeah, I would I would think, man, with you being in close proximity to D.C. for the most part, that like there's got to be a million late night options available, right? Like. Oh, yeah. Well, especially yeah. especially now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah I like, would. I mean, like most of the McDonald's, most of the McDonald's in D.C. have. Yeah. Tra- especially on weekends. Yeah. transitioned a lot of the ihops now yeah um like the ihop right right down the street for me it, it has regular hours during the week but friday and Sa- friday and saturday it's 20 it, they're open 24 hours and then they close at their like normal time on sundays yeah that's I mean, that's only smart like for the especially for the dc crowd you know yeah and 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 the great thing too, a lot a lot of them are a lot of them have made themselves available on DoorDash now. Yeah. So like you know if you just like yeah you know I would like some pancakes at four in the morning. Hey, <laughs> it's Friday yeah. or Saturday. You can you can get it. See, and that right there, we talked about it earlier in one of the, in one of the episodes that uh, you know the problems with capitalism. That right there is one of the advantages of capitalism. You know, like <laughs> you make it available to people and people will buy it, and that's that is pretty dope. Uh, I think that this God, this this became I didn't think we were going to have a whole episode or two out of this. I I figured this would lose steam real quick. But man, these these work well. And I'm excited to have the rest of our crew join us on this. Like, I'd love to get some of Yuli's takes on this and Rambo and and TK just to hear what they have to say about these sorts of things, because this was this was fun, man. Yeah. But like the night, <laughs> I just for shits and giggles just looked at <laughs> the uh, the next question that I would have I would have gotten. You know what? Let's let's go ahead and do it. We'll end on that. that that's good. I like it. Let's do it. Okay, what gets progressively weirder the more you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> what gets progressively weirder the more you think about it? Damn, that's a good question. Um, okay. How did we figure out that milk from a cow <laughs> was something that we would want to drink? And the same thing for chicken eggs. How did we figure out that that was something that we would want to eat? You know, like I just because think about it, like a baby cow is drinking it and you're just like, well, that's got to be good. Right. Like what kind of bullshit logic is right. that? Like. I mean, I guess I get well, because I guess they would have been feeding their babies breast milk because they wouldn't have had any other choice. It was just like an instinctual thing. So it's like, well, if their milk is good, then let's go ahead and milk this thing, too, and drink that. That just it seems so strange to want to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like that. Well, yeah. Like who who I want to know who who's the first to like just think, you know what? Let me go yank on that thing right there. Hanging <laughs> below them. 
I see it feeding its babies with that thing. I'm going to yank on it. And then first yeah. off, the cow was okay with it. Or yeah. Yeah, this was just this just seems like a very like brave person or like a very foolish person or both, you know, like <laughs> the the old adage goes a fortune favors the bold. Right. But like. It just it, it's crazy to think, man, that like, yeah, somebody at some point was like, yeah, I want to suck on that and, and, and drink what comes out of it. Like, it's just so nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean. There's so many different directions. I mean, there's so many different food things you can you can think of. Like, I mean, who would have thought? You know, I mean, like how they made cheese. Like, who would have thought to do that? Yeah, know? even on top of yeah, exactly. Like, so so first off, you, you milk this thing, right? You, you get the milk from this thing, and then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna put it in a bucket. And I'm just gonna let it sit there, and then it's gonna get gross and hard, and then I'm gonna eat that shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crazy asshole thought of that you know like you know what we're gonna put it on things and then put it over fire let's see how that gonna, tastes and that's gonna make it even better those early <laughs> days of humanity man right? let me tell you like those are some brave dudes <laughs> like especially just, especially because they, they had like a life expense expectancy of like 25 so yeah because they were eating crazy <laughs> shit all the time <laughs> Just literally eating anything and everything. Yeah, exactly. They were like, what's this animal? I don't know. Fuck it. Let's kill it and eat it. Yeah. Let's eat that. Hey, let's chop it up. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's, uh... And so many, like, other things, too. Like, because you gotta think, too, like... Like apples, for instance, you're like, all right, well, these are these are good. We can eat these. These will be wonderful. But then there would have been certain like I can't think of any right now, but there would have been like certain fruits and vegetables. Where you're like, I can't fucking eat that. That'll kill you or it'll make you sick. I mean, bananas. So, yeah. Yeah. Like 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 uh, like uh, raw bananas. Like yeah. we can't we can't eat it. Like, those things now would make us ridiculously sick. Oh, yeah. What like what? Yeah. Because we had to like genetically breed them together. Yeah, to get, a, to get a tasty banana because before yeah. it was like, it was, yeah, it was like fucking gross. Yeah. What yeah. What about what about you? Is there anything that you were just like, what, what's on your list for this? Like I'm things that you to... think about just gets weirder and weirder the more you think about it. Uh, where do you think about it? <laughs> um. I don't even know if I want to say that. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> At this point, uh, I mean. <laughs> like first person who discovered, you know, touching yourself feels nice. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> just one or just figured it out one day. They were like, guys, yeah. guys, let me tell you what I did last night. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta try this shit. It is fucking amazing. Right. Like it just I just felt really stiff and like I didn't know what to do, so I like I grabbed it. And I was like, wait, I like that. <laughs> what? what the So much so much of this was like again, it's like instinctual. Like there's a certain amount of like obviously like for procreation and stuff like that. That is a good question though. When when did they figure out they were like at this point, you know what? Hey, you know, the lady's not interested or, you know, she got eaten by a mountain lion. So I guess I'm gonna have to do it myself. How am I going to do it? How maybe my hand? Well, you know what? This worked out pretty good. 
not as good as the as the real thing, but this wasn't too bad. Like this will work in a pinch. Like, yeah, what kind of fucking logic was that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, those are some like, some deep questions for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, there's there's just so many different. There's like a ton of different ways that you can just like you can just think this like. Uh, like eating, I mean, eating sea animals, discovering how to swim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause then we get into like really like deep questions about like how much, how much of our, of what we know is like, <laughs> how much of what we know is just like bred in and like not bred into us, but like genetically, we just know how to do it. Like if I'm in water and I kick my feet and move my arms, then I'll be okay. You know, like it's were we just always afraid of water? Like it's, it does raise a lot of questions. Like that's, yeah, we'll have to see if we can get like, I don't know. Like who, who would you get? Like you're not a historian, but like, yeah, a I don't, I don't know. Paleontologist, like find us a Ross Geller and, and ask him questions. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just for curiosity, I Googled and apparently milk drinking started about 7,500 years ago in central Europe. It just, the, just one day, just started. I mean, like it, 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 <laughs> it just, I, I, I just doesn't like it doesn't say what innate what like why they started. It just says that like they just they just did it. Uh, daring farmers who lived around seventy five hundred years ago in the region between Central Balkans and Central Europe. Yeah. Okay. So they they were just like, all right, well, let's figure it out. Um, reading right now, like, how do we learn how to swim prior to the invention of recorded history? And given that other apes can swim, they probably also, uh, long before they became human, they always could. It's probably the most accurately, only slightly presumptive answer. Like, you just, you just can. I just, I don't know, man. It's a, yeah, like, I'm just flipping through this. Like, it's, and it's not like you can ask somebody because nobody's going to fucking yeah. answer these <laughs> questions. Like, right? Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, like, some of the questions that I have that, like, you know, the more and more you think about it, the weirder it gets. Like, think about, like, how, I mean, we've made this a, a really, a, like, a food-based podcast, but, like, some of the foods that we eat and the way that they're prepared and, like, the way that we do things, like, who, at some point, like, you, you saw that this animal looked tasty or you saw another animal eat it so you're like fuck it i'm gonna eat that shit too and then you eat it but when did we decide i'm going to apply fire to it and that's going to make it taste more delicious or it's going to kill the bacteria so that i can it's yeah. so that, you know i won't die at 25 years old you know like how did that, you how did they discover hygiene and what did they do what did people do for hygiene yeah you know like we're we I mean we're we're lucky to have you know toothpaste and and mouthwash and soap, <laughs> <laughs> like, and we know that like when you you know toilet paper, and it's used like, well like I know that like the ancient Romans would use like um, pine branches to brush their teeth. Ugh. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you got to think. I mean, like, what else could you do? There was nothing else. So, I just, yeah, there's got to be, uh, who knows, man? I mean, and, like, and somebody at one point figured out, like, 
I, I who knows? I, I mean, like now, now I'm just trying to like think of like the way a human brain would work back then. Like, I don't think they really cared that they smelled because it wasn't really a thing that was a concern because everybody smelled, you know, like because like, well, like Sandy and I are watching this show on Hulu. It's called uh, it's called Harlots and it's all about like I've heard that show is really good. It is. It's actually really good. She's got me hooked on it now. Uh, but like it's all in like the 1700s of England. Right. So there's there these hookers that live in, in London. And all I can think half the time is what would this show smell like? Because there was no there was no plumbing. They, they didn't really bathe much. They didn't have deodorant. So like this, this it's got to stink. Like yeah. <laughs> the whole thing has got to like just smell awful. Like I, I can only imagine living in that time. If you're from this time, like, you had to go back in time and deal with that shit. You would probably be like gagging and throwing up on like a regular basis. It would take you like a week to get used to it. Probably. So like I just it's funny you mentioned the 17th century because I, yeah. I just I, fa- I did just find this now that I, apparently back in the 16th and 17th century at one point blackened teeth was a status symbol. And, <laughs> so it's a, uh, in England in, uh, in England it was it was a, it was a fad because sugar was very expensive because it was imported into the country. Therefore only the upper class uh, could afford it. And so excessive use of it, you know, rots the teeth. In fact, Elizabeth yeah. I lost many of her teeth because of her love for sweets, and people could uh, hardly understand her when she spoke. The few remaining teeth in her mouth were black and decayed. Incidentally, despite the lack of care for dental hygiene, uh, they did everything that they could to prevent bad breath. This is perhaps because they believed the plague could be contacted from the bad breath of those around them, so they used vinegar and these seeds and other similar herbs to clear their mouth of bad odor. What the hell? Oh, and, and people whose teeth were not black enough would apply cosmetics and use coals to blacken their teeth. Just because that way you could show that you were rich enough to like <laughs> <laughs> gross dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's, I mean, what, what could you do? It's not like you could go to a dentist. I mean, it's who they, they believed all sorts of crazy weird shit from, from our standards, you know, like, yeah, I even like, see, I get all weird and like not philosophical, but like, like speculative where it's like, you saw the the Civil War, and we were we talked about that in that in the prior episode when we reviewed uh, uh, Ken Burns' Civil War. But like, just imagine if you could go back in time, right? And you basically taught like the Union Army, for instance, the concept of hygiene and boots. You know, like, hey guys, let's all put boots on so that we don't die of hypothermia, and make sure that everybody has boots. This is the money you should be spending, okay? Because you can outlive the Southern army because you're better equipped, but then also teaching them like, Hey, you know what? When, after you take a shit, uh, wash your hands so that you don't get uh, diphtheria or like, mm-hmm. you know, like amoebic dysentery, like shit like that. Like those sorts of things where that, like think about how much of a difference that would make. Cause they were saying that like, there were so many soldiers that were like killed by like, you know, gunfire, but then there were also so many that just died of disease and stuff like that. So like if you, if you had like rubbing alcohol and it's like, Hey, I got the bullet out. Let me pour some rubbing alcohol on that shit. There you go. Let me put a bandage on there and let's make sure we keep that clean. You keep coming back here every couple of days. We'll check on it for you. You know what I mean? Like that would have changed everything if we had had hygiene, but like it's just, people were fucking gross, man. 
Absolutely. They just didn't know any better, you know? Yeah, I'm like, so I, fa- I found this this uh, this really interesting list of like uh, 43, I'm not going to read all of them, but like 43 wild facts about like human ev- human evolution. So apparently we like we can thank fi- like humans discovering fi- like how to use fire for basically our species evolving and, and you know getting taller and bigger brains and like because it, they basically learn how to kill a lot of the bacteria that you know would kill us from you know digesting raw meat. Yeah, so we we literally became a better species because we learned that if we cook shit, we'll live longer. <laughs> Yep. That that is pretty cool. Like that's God, this is a topic for another day, man. We Absolutely. really kind of like went like opened up the uh opened up Pandora's <laughs> box for another topic. So we will save this for another installment of GGR Pirate Radio. But guys, thank you all for tuning in. Oh, fret not. Those who are listening and wondering what happened to Steve, no big deal. Just like any parent, uh, his kid was upset. He just had to go take care of things, so no big deal. Uh, everything's everything is fine on the monic end of things here. Uh, but I do want to make sure that you guys remember to check out all of the cool things that we do outside of this podcast. So MC Brooks is continually putting out awesome music. He's working on another album as we speak. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing musically. Uh, well, I, did, I put this song out about three weeks ago. Yeah, about three weeks ago. I called Better Days. Of the reaction to it has been pretty awesome. <laughs> been pretty awesome. Um, good chance i'm going to be shooting a video for it in the next couple weeks so when when that's done i'll definitely be uh updating everyone with where they can go to check it out and and uh share it and all that good stuff um but i'm working on uh dark dawn 2 which is it's almost done um so that'll be out a little bit later this year um yeah that's that's really about it yeah, and, and I am going to uh, publicly ask you at some point. I know it's hard, but God, if we could figure out a way to do a GGR theme song, a GGR yeah. Pirate Radio theme it's, song. It's, I know it's not easy, dude. I, I get it's it. It's funny like, because I, got, I I have like the perfect instrumental for it. Just just haven't just haven't written anything to it. I got you. We might maybe we'll we'll tag team that and see if we can come up with some cool lyrics for it or something like that. <laughs> I'm not that I'm any lyricist by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Jesus, I don't. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Other than like making words rhyme, but that's like that's shitty. So, um, but yeah, dude, like like better days. I I will catch myself just like I'll I'll, catch, I'll have that song in the background of whatever it is that I'm doing, and it's just got it's so addictive. Like it's it's got such an awesome beat, and it's just such a chill song. Like in comparison to um, selfish, selfish is good but different. Like that's the one thing that I really was impressed with with better days, is that it was a completely different sounding song. You're not like a one genre you're not like acdc where acdc does yeah. one song and that's it they do it really well but they only do one song but yeah like you have you have de- range basically is, is is what i'm trying to say here and and, and a lot of extra words <laughs> i definitely appreciate that yeah like i mean if, I, if i'm being honest like selfish it was a is it like a, it was a departure from like the sound that i like just kind of had for myself because i wanted to try to do something a bit different than what people kind of people who have known me over the years have have you know I've heard when I've when I've released new stuff. Better Days is probably more in line with the the older stuff, but it's still it's still different in a way because you know just as far as the production, 
um, content and then like just making that type of song I haven't made that type of song in I don't know if ever I don't know if ever so um, I've been really happy and really honored just by like the reaction to it and the, and the fact that you know people who, who did enjoy Selfish are also enjoying the new the, you know the new song even if it does sound different and, and like the stuff I'm working on too is also different like dark dawn 2 is is a very very different project from the first one that the, the overall tone is different the content is different so like you know it's, it's not it's, it's it's an evolution it's an evolution in a sense but it's not it's not one it's not one where you're going to be like wow like I, these, these sound like nothing alike like the two projects were actually meant to be heard together as one project. Oh, cool. And it's just, it's just, this is just like just the other side of the other side of it. In a sense. You I can think that. of it almost like a, like a double EP or just one, one album where, you know, you would alternate songs from either project to get the, like the true full experience of it. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Like it's, I, I love that you keep doing this. Cause I know that, there are times when you're like nobody's responding fuck it why am i still doing this like but i I love that you haven't given up on it and that's just that's a credit to you my man i I really i'm impressed that you because a lesser man would have just been like you know what fuck it i'll just focus on getting a job and doing this and and like no you're like this is the thing that i want to do and i'm not gonna let anything stop me from doing it so that is that is fucking admirable as shit dude hey i mean that philosophy with with podcasting has led me here so yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know there's no there's no reason i shouldn't apply the same thing to all the other you know art stuff that i like doing. very true very true so one of the other things that i wanted to make sure that we mentioned here guys is to stay tuned because mc and i will be talking god so much media jesus christ there's so many shows oh, yeah. that we both watched um to mention a few orange is the new black we're gonna be talking about that soon upcoming and a uh, mic on the mic slash the overflow mashup as we as we like to do um, Mike on the overflow or overflow yeah. on the mic. We'll do something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Overflow. I like overflow on the mic. That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, uh, Amazon's, uh, foray into the superhero realm. And that is, uh, Garth Ennis's the boys that we both just binged. And we'll talk about that. We're also going to, at some point, once Rambo finally watches that shit, we're going to talk about the clusterfuck that was, uh, the man who killed Hitler and the Bigfoot. Because, oh god yeah god was that I, movie yeah oh i can't even like i, I call it a clusterfuck but that's not even a, that's not even giving it enough it's an of insult to the word clusterfuck it really <laughs> is but that's the thing about it is like just to kind of tease it a little bit there was a spot in that movie where i thought that this was going to be fucking genius i was like wait a minute this movie might really be on to something and then it well you'll you'll hear about it from us soon but guys <laughs> on on that note for for steve for mc uh my name is mike lunsford and thank you so much for listening to ggr pirate radio and remember don't be a juice bag Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. 
Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles. Yeah, boy.